is um, kind of determine, you know, how much you're willing to risk. Like, you know, okay, I have $5,000. If I lose it all, like I'm cool with that. Like I can survive without that. So like determine what you could possibly lose, you know, and still be fine with. All right, what's going on, Sean? We are back for another uh, episode of The Truth Ball, man. How is it going? Yeah, going good, man. Pretty busy, um, but going good. Good, 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 man. I know we've uh, covered some good ground on on these episodes. And, you know, obviously, when we're doing these episodes, and, and we we're talking about this earlier, you know, off screen, off the mic, that we want to provide information and truth bombs and and lessons that you can use no matter when you listen to this. So the concept is like, you know, if you look at the, some of the best people um, that have left us behind with knowledge, whether it's Plato or Aristotle or Socrates, all these guys that we still listen, you know, and read about today, their advice is timeless. Like you don't have to exist in their time period to understand their advice. Even in 2020, it's still pretty relevant. Right. Um, and so one of the things that we want to do with these truth bombs is something that you can take on and you can listen to and understand no, no matter when you're going to be listening and watching this, maybe it's many years from now. Um, but of course, this is happening in the backdrop for when we're recording this during a lot of like transition and changes that are happening to the country and the world, actually, as we speak in almost pretty much the fastest transition we've ever seen within, uh, I think, the global economy, I, I think any ever. So it yeah. a few months pretty much from like March and it's uh, July now and the entire world has changed probably forever uh, for a long time. So, you know, that's going to be the backdrop of this, but there's a lot of lessons I think we can learn from this time. And I think we want to focus on that because, you know, people watching this, no matter when, are going to look at this and be like, yeah, man, you know, this stuff is really right. So I wanted to delve in that a little bit, man. And, you know, um, you know um, how do you feel about the whole situation? We're in COVID. Like, what do you think of some of the lessons that you've really learned and that you feel like we should focus more on? Yeah. So, um, you know, right off the bat, I, I tend to think about cash flow. If you're a business owner, that would be like number one, you know, if you don't have a business savings, um, because you really don't know, like, even though you, you don't think something like this will happen to where you don't have an income from your normal job or whatever, um, it can happen. And we're experiencing that right now. And this might be once in a lifetime thing, but um, you have to be prepared for it. So, you know, from a business standpoint, I would definitely say cash flow, like, you need um, some sort of like savings or whatever you want to call it to, to, to float you through. And, you know, we've talked about that a few times, but I think that would be number one. And then number two, would be, you know, have other ways to earn income, um, multiple revenue streams. And, you know, for, for my business, I think I've established myself online pretty heavily, especially within the last year or so. So, um, even though the retail store was down, I want to say like 80, 85% in sales, you know, the, my online revenue stream really carried me through that and actually excelled my overall store presence, um, you know, on the back end of COVID, at least for now. Um, if it's the back end, you know, it might, it looks like it's kind of getting a scare again. I'm not totally sure, but, um, yeah, a second revenue stream or even a third or fourth, you, you just need to be very diversified in, in how you, you know, earn income. Yeah. And I think some good takeaways there. I think, you know, um, 
we, we always have transitions um, every, let's say, a century or so where we move away from one economy to the other. And I've talked about this before, but we used to be, you know, up until the 1800s, we were um, in a different type of, of society. And all of a sudden, the economy changed. We went through the Industrial Revolution in the 1800s right. and the means of production and how, like, we the economy and, like, how we make money, how wealth is generated changed. And it was a big transition, right? And we were undergoing that anyways, regardless of COVID or not. Like, it was changing. We're moving into digital economy. And in the mm-hmm. digital economy, me is the gig economy where you know we don't have traditional jobs anymore and that was already changing for the last 10 15 years pretty heavily with the advent of the internet and i feel like covid has changed right. that you know quite a bit and has accelerated that process and would have, would have probably taken three to five years and has done it in like a few months right and so i want people to recognize that because sometimes things happen so rapidly and we're just not we're, we can't grasp it because you know sometimes it takes a long time before a fact occurs and before we realize it has occurred like we as humans right. are sometimes a little delayed so i think for a long time um you know there was this like agreement between big banks big corporations and everyday citizens the agreement is we're going to give you a job you're going to get just enough to get by we have a little nice little house a few square foot and you can go on a vacation once or twice a year and you can have a decent life and maybe you have some nice things here and there and then you die and then you're fine. And that was the agreement, right? right? So I'll give you 50, 40 years of working. Um, you are going to keep me and pay me just enough so I can survive and have a family. And that's the agreement. Um, a few years ago, um, you know, corporations and, you know, big banks, especially tech companies said, guys, look, this deal is over. We don't do this anymore. We will not take on employees for 30, 40 years. We won't train them. We're not going to invest in you. Right. We have a global economy. I can do Fiverr, Upwork. I can hire someone for a little bit. I don't have, we all used, you know, contractors. Um, we don't right. why do I have to use employees? And so this whole deal was over, like overnight, pretty much. This whole deal is over. Like we just, this doesn't happen. So, you know, many of us are still living in this kind of traditional flow where we take a job and then we're kind of set. Like I know a lot of people celebrate and I think, which is good, you should celebrate. It's really awesome when you do get employed. But I think there's always this concept now that since this deal is off and you're more easily replaceable, which is going to happen in a global economy where their access towards good employment pool is, you know, 100 times more than before than your local right. locality. You know, you as an employee or you as tr- someone just trying to survive, you're going to have to hustle more and you're going to have to build skill sets quickly so that you don't have to rely on one you know, a source of income. And right. this has happened very rapidly, in my opinion. And a lot of us are just haven't gotten the memo yet. It hasn't been passed around. And so, you know, I want to use this platform you know, and the truth bomb to wake people up, to explain all these things that we're seeing today. When you go on YouTube, Instagram, I think there's a lot of scam about self-development and stuff, but there are some merit to spending time to learn skill sets that maybe you don't think are necessary, that you think are optional and nice to have. A lot of the nice to have skill sets, like investing is only for rich people. Only the super smart people think about stocks or like learning digital e-com is just some for like some nerdy people out there. It's not the right. case anymore. Right. Learning and self-development is no longer an option. It's a necessity. And that's one of my takeaways in, in today's Truth Bomb. Yeah, for sure. And you know, something that you kind of pointed out there, it's, I feel like, people need to not rely on others for their income. So, you know, you have your traditional job that you work 30, 40, 50 years at, and you're used to getting that, you know, paycheck every week. And it's like, you should have a backup plan to where, you know, you're relying on yourself. You, you determine your own outcome. You're not waiting for some pandemic to happen and then you're out of luck. So yeah, that's a very good point. You know, there's, there's plenty of things that you can do, especially with online social media technology that you could easily start a side hustle at the very minimum, 
um, and generate, you know, other ways to, to create income. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because I feel like a lot more people, they just kill time and they have a lot of free time to do stupid shit. (laughs) And whereas, you know, you have older people and they're like, you know, when I was a kid and I think every generation says that, but it's, it's kind of interesting because I feel like, you know, if you weren't from a previous generation, you actually can spend more time on leisure activities when you have downtime, like in the weekends, because you have a job that's going to be stable and more likely than not, you're going to be there for a while. Whereas now I feel like the luxury of enjoyment and leisure actually is almost disappearing because there's this constant tension of like, dude, okay, well, I don't have, I'm not working my job right now. Well, I better be blogging. I better be podcasting. I better be learning about investment. I better be listening to 50 podcasts. And so I think for some of us, we get totally overwhelmed. Uh, Like, what do I, I I can't rest right now. Uh, Whereas I think some, some other people are like totally the opposite end of the spectrum. They're like, oh man, yeah, I do my nine to five. And then I just go home and, you know, hit the snooze button. And I'm, I'm afraid of that because we we don't know yet <laughs> like what's gonna like what's gonna happen to our generation that's just like i don't want to invest in buying a house because commitment sucks i don't want right. to learn stocks i don't want to invest and like they, i know many I, I know many people i went to college with bright people but they don't really have a job they don't have like a career they have nothing really going from like i always wonder like how do you how what are you gonna do when you're 50 like are you gonna <laughs> like sell weed on this like what are you actually gonna do like i'm worried yeah. about them I don't know what yeah. they're going to do. Like, I'm really worried. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, and so I think back in the day, maybe you could have a little more leisure because there is more stability, but in a, in a, in a, in a country and in a world where there's no economic stability and COVID has shown us there really isn't, yeah. you know, I think like leisure is a real luxury, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it, like I, I mentioned, you know, with social media and the ability to just use Google and YouTube to like figure shit out and figure out ways to, to generate new income. It's like when the pandemic first went down, you know, the market dropped crazy. So everything was all stocks were super, super cheap. And there's several of my friends that got in on stocks and they're just like, well, what are you buying? You know, I'll buy what you buy. Just tell me when to buy. It's like, dude, just Google it. And you know what I mean? Like YouTube, it's, it's so simple to learn other skills. Now you just, the, the information is there. It's just people are, are too lazy to find it. Yeah, it's 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 all there, but again, there's also we're also we don't even you, people say this is the information age. I just think it's a distraction age. There's like so much distraction on the cell phone oh, sure. too, and like everywhere, yeah. I think there's too much distraction. So I think the people that are going to win are the people who are able to separate the noise from the you know signal from the noise, or yeah. vice versa. Because sure. there's a lot of noise. Can you find signals or not? Like if I'm watching YouTube, like there's garbage after. Am I, am I going to start I'll k- clicking on like I don't know cat or like yeah like I don't know like videos or like prank videos, <laughs> or how, <laughs> am I going to use that appropriately? And it's very hard. So you need way more willpower. You need you need to spend way more time. You need to invest way more of your leisure time, and you cannot be distracted. You need way more focus. And so yeah. the people that are going to win is like who of your friends right now people ask me which of your friends do you think is going to do well i was like wh- whichever friend is able to separate signal from noise they're like there's a lot of noise and i see the signal and everything else i can separate because that's the world right now we have a cell phone recording this there is so much distraction on the cell phone dude like i can you can ha- you can actually sit a whole day in a corner in your room and just be on your cell phone and be not you can like actually pass the whole day just just shooting the shit on your phone like there's so yeah. much distraction on this little device yeah. there's also the world's information in your pocket like there's information for you to become a millionaire. There's information for you to become a billionaire. There's information for you to become the next president. Like it's all there on the cell phone, and you can do it through there. We have a president that uses Twitter all day to build his entire campaign, like in 2016. So, I mean, it, it, this can all happen right now. And so, um, yeah, I think being more strategic and being an investor, 
I think is what I feel like the quote unquote, as much as I hate this word, but like the new normal people talk about like wearing masks. I, I don't, I don't, I don't care about that crap, but what I, what I want, what I think the good part of like the new normal should be is like, everyone needs to be an investor because the consumers are going to lose post 2020 and investors are going to keep winning like they always have, but now you're going to see it more than ever because right. those who can invest their time, money, resources, energy are going to be better off than those who just, you know, uh, waste it. Yeah. Yeah. I total ingredients. And I think another aspect too, is the ability to say no to distractions. Like, like you were bringing up, it's like a lot of people struggle with saying no to their friends of going out, you know, I need to, to work on this craft or whatever. And I, you know, I even struggle with that sometimes too, but you know, there has to be a, a point in time to where, you know, you can say no and not explain yourself why and, you know, focus on yourself. So I think, th I think that's a big part of it too, just distraction and the ability to, to say no. Yeah. And you know, this is hard too, because like w when you don't know what to do and you know need to invest, there's this concept of like the fear of missing out and taking every investment opportunity that exists. Yeah. And I think this is very tough. And, you know, I, I think it ha can happen to the best of us. You know, there was a point in time, like, you know, you need to do blogging. I get a lot of people ask me, Hey man, let's make some content. Let's do another part. And it, it, it's like, at some point, you're like, yeah, I'll do it. And I do a bunch of it. And at some point I know also like my best work is when I just do one or two of those things, right. because you have to learn to just be strategic about saying no. Yeah. And that's, I think, very, very difficult, too. And I think that's one of the um, people ask sometimes on the stories, like, what's your what's the best productivity hack that you can impart? And I said the best and the easiest one that you can do right now is just say no. Say no. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I think that's a that's a hard part. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say no when you know you need to invest. But like, well, what should I invest in? So you right. get an opportunity. You want to take it up, you know, right away. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, like I was saying, it's just with the distractions out there, um, I think it's just much easier. It's much easier to say yes. It really is at the end of the day. So yeah, I totally agree. It's like I said. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like some, some takeaway tips, you know, as we, uh, as we conclude here. So where do you start? Cause I know you were, I think you've mentioned before on this show that you do invest and you are into stocks, like you just said, yeah. And so you do things outside of NutriFit, like how, where did you, like, where do you start? Like, where do you find this information? Like, wh what do you do? Um, like, where, what's the, what's the start, you know, step yeah. one? So within like my family, my group of friends, close people, people that I'm close with, there's really not too many people that like are into investing. So like, I was like the first one to really do anything like that in my group of people. So um, YouTube it was like the biggest thing for me. That's, that's how I've learned a lot of the aspects of my business too. YouTube. Um, it, it's, it's like that people always say YouTube, but like, I feel like it's still undervalued to where like how much you can learn off of YouTube, but in a investing standpoint, YouTube is what I've used a lot. Um, and really just like testing the market with like certain, certain stocks you think are going to do well and or not, but like, obviously you can't spend a lot with your test cause you, you can get burned. Um, one thing that you mentioned is that, you know, um, oh, what did you just say? Actually, what were you just talking about before I just lost my train of thought, um, completely lost it. <laughs> we can always edit it. It's not a problem. <laughs> what did you just say before that? Before um, we, yeah, we were, I was asking uh, how did you get started? Like, where do you go? What's step number one? And then uh, before that, where I was talking about the year of the investor and like, you're going to have to learn to invest and then saying no. Uh, what's the other thing I, I said? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
talking. So anyway, as I was saying, um, you know, learning to say no, but you don't, you're afraid to, to miss out on opportunities. And in the stock market, that's a huge way that you can get burned. So, you know, a lot of new investors will follow stocks that are super hot, throw their money in it and then it drops. So that's like one thing I learned very early on, but in general, YouTube was my, my main way of, of learning, you know, anything that I know about the stock market and just slowly taking your time and easing your way into it. Um, so stock market, YouTube for me. Um, but that would be my suggestion. I don't, I'm not sure how you really got started, but what, what were the tools that you used? Yeah, I think the, 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 the best tools, yeah, you can watch videos, you can, you know, listen to podcasts, you know, one of my favorite things to do is, uh, is digital marketing. I was really just fascinated with it. That was my thing that I wanted to do and learn. And I think, you know, when it comes to investing in digital marketing, so the first thing I think I always recommend is like, okay, you, so you listen to us say that um, you got to build, you got to make some, you got to learn some other skill sets. So what, what skill set should you learn? Like, and my concept is like, I want to build something that's recession proof. So that's my KPI. So when I start a business or, you know, winning, when we're talking about business stuff, you know, my concept is always like, how do we make this recession proof? How do we make this recession proof? And so, because yeah. that's, a, that's, we, we have rece recessions on a cyclical basis. And so at the end of the day, like you can have a business that does really well and then all their gains wiped out in eight years. Cause that's when we usually have a you know, recessionary cycle right. every, every eight to 15 years. And so I think about who wins in the macro. So if you have a big business it's going to be there for 20 years and it's going to take about eight to 10 years to really be a force, right? That's what it, that's where we're at with average, probably a little longer, but within that eight, look at all the tech companies from like Uber to Facebook, all these, they haven't had a massive, they haven't undergone a massive recession yet because they were right. big, big in 2009, 10 onwards. So, so, um, the goal is like, if you look at the macro level, who's going to succeed? It's someone who has success for 25 plus years. Then you build the the GMs and all these big, big, big companies, right? So right. I'm always thinking about um, the average needs to be that you can win. That's fine. But you can't have all your 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 wins be right. washed out from a bad year. So recession-proof yeah. thing. So how do you, there's recession-proof businesses. I'm very much focused on those. Um, how to build those. And then the second thing is how to become a recession-proof person. And the way to do that is to really think about strategically, what are high-paying skill sets? If shit hits the fan, back in the day, our parents said, you know, become a doctor, become a lawyer, whatever, because, you know, if shit hits the fan, you always have a job. It's not always right. the case now anymore with those, but you still high-paying skill sets. What are those? It's going to be digital marketing, videography, coding, um, sure. maybe things like investing, finance, cash, accounting, like things that are high paying skill sets that we need in today's digital economy. Right. So the way I started this um, and I brought this topic here today was to say that we've switched from like an industrial really economy um, mm -hmm. to like from a, you know, a corporation based economy to like a gig economy. And in right. the gig economy, what are the skill sets needed to, to win? And you see these people that are winning right now, even on like, they make millions of dollars on social. Look at some, a guy like Gary Vee. He has, a, he made a great business like selling, you know, wine, yeah. but it's not, he didn't create a billion dollar business, but obviously he's making all his income from videos, not from yeah. his consulting right. company. So they're winning because they understand in the gig economy, the skill sets required to win. And I, that's where I would start. So think about wh what are the skill sets that you, you can do, you want to do, but the ones that are going to be high paying skill sets in the gig economy. So start there. Now, YouTube, podcasting, you get super submerged in a topic online from like a videos. That's honestly one of the best places to start. And then you put it to test. So I, when I got really into digital marketing, I was like, well, I don't have like, I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not, I don't have like the capital to start a massive business to test like a million dollars in Facebook ads, but right. just run something small. So I would do it. I would be like, I'm going to go 
call it campusy where there is, you know, a, is something to sell. I don't know, like a bike, something shitty, like whatever. Like, okay, I'll agree, like a, um, you know, a little Shopify store. Back then, we didn't have Shopify. It was like other other WordPress I used to use, and then I used to run a Facebook ad, and I see what and I used to split test for like two dollars back and then it was right. 80 cents or so yeah. and then i would learn like that because it doesn't cost me anything so i would learn and run low cost experiments and do them if you want to get into stocks there are a lot of stocks you, and you can open a, a trading account it's not very expensive to do that a lot of them have a yeah. commission-free trading for a lot right. of trades too so yeah. you can buy a, a stock that's not very expensive learn the basics so learn it from you can youtube audiobooks whatever you're doing and then also learn on the job and i think the gig economy jobs are ones you have to do and you get better by doing whereas i think before in the past it was kind of the same thing but there there's more of a theoretical practical aspect to it i i was i know i was the top of my class by studying books I, right. i'm a lawyer and then i was i worked at a huge i got a, a job at a big corporate a, a corporate law firm paid a great salary but i got that job by being good at books i actually hadn't practiced a day in my life when i worked there but i got a right. job so a little bit different so uh, application for me is huge yeah um one thing i did want to bring up as far as like what i did when i first started too was um kind of determine you know how much you're willing to risk like you know okay i have five thousand dollars if i lose it all like i'm cool with that like i can survive without that so like determine what you could possibly lose you know and still be fine with um and then another thing is like i kind of determine which stocks are value stocks and which stocks are growth stocks and like right now, I like to think about like growth stocks as, you know, stocks that are kind of outliers in their industry. So when I think right off the bat, like Tesla, they're, they're more than just people think of them as a car company, but they're a technology company. They're, they're doing way more than GM and Ford. And that's why they're $1,500 a share and Ford is 15. So it's like you look for an outlier for like a growth stock. Another one would be Shopify and, you know, in the e-commerce space, they're really the ones that are setting trends. So they're probably going to have the most growth and, and they have tremendously, you know, during the pandemic, especially, but um, that one or those kind of stocks, I feel like could be more risky if you buy in at, you know, s some of the peaks um, because they can drop and pull back. But when you find a growth stock or a, a value stock, you know, it's probably more stable. Um, but you probably won't see as much growth. So something like, I don't know, that's been around for a while, like Chipotle or Starbucks, things like that, that have already really done their peak, but they're still going to gain in value. So that's kind of like two, you know, two parts that I look at is growth versus um, value. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, that's that's life too, right? So the things that is the question is whenever you invest, I mean, from an, and we'll do an episode just on investing because yeah. it's a big passion of mine as well. But like, you have to always think about like, where has most of the value already been stripped out from the asset? Right. And then exactly. you can still win because they're kind of turnkey, you know what to expect. Or whereas where are you going to invest on something that like the value hasn't been stripped out yet, but it, you also might end up with zero. And so right. there's just like high risk, high reward uh, um, kind of a concept. But yeah, the, you know, and I think you have to, generally like put aside what i call like an education fund like we all spend we are all okay spending a lot of money on college um but there's going to be money required to learn and you can put the value and price to it and so right. if you want to learn like investing and you make a couple of mistakes you open up an account and it kind of sucked or you did i don't know you uh did run some ads and it didn't work like i don't feel bad about it when i started because i'm like well i, sp I spent like you know 100 times more on, on, a, on a college education a right. semester I'm not saying that those things are bad. I, I went through higher education, went through grad school, got my doctorate and stuff. So of course I value it, but I also know that education and for high paying skill sets, like 
we don't want to invest in those. And I speak to a lot of people who go to college and they don't want to invest in like, I'm like, Hey, like there's this book or an ebook or they don't want to pay that. And I was like, but why not? Like you can learn, why, why would you want to buy a school book in college, but you wouldn't want to invest in yourself. It's a little bit strange. So right. investing in yourself is no longer optional. I think it's mandatory. And, um, it's at, and the good thing about it is it's much cheaper than a college education. I can tell you that. So for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. books are not very expensive. It's, it's an easy way to go for sure. Now, a little tip too, if you, um, a lot of these authors that write good eBooks aren't all like uh, New York Times bestsellers. A lot of them are just, you know, people who have some knowledge. Um, and uh, if you email them, be like, hey man, I'd love to promote your book. And um, could I get to co- yeah, give it to you for free? I've, right. uh, yeah, I've done that a few times because I've been like, hey, I have a big audience I want to give away some books to. And they're like, oh yeah, for sure. Here's, you know, here's a copy for yeah. like two months. You can rent it. You know, they'd be more than happy to play with you like, like that, so. Right. And imagine if you didn't go to college, you took that money and applied it towards self-education. I'd probably be so much farther than where I am today from just traditional college. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, I think about that. <laughs> I think about that uh, uh, all the time. So that's why I went, um, you know, I know reading can help. I know um, talking to others can help. And, and that's another thing like we've talked about. We talked about in the last episode, but, like the knowledge out there for like most of the stuff is not actually in books or in like traditional education yet. It's actually right. in people and conversations. Right. And, you know, it's funny because like all the things we're saying, we're going in the opposite direction about like, this is where, what you have to do for success. And this is what people are doing right now. We're going in the opposite direction. Like we don't want to talk to people anymore. We just want to text yeah. them, but you should right. now, I feel like I want to talk to more people. Like I'm very big on that. I want to talk to people all the time because people who are doing e-com and like digital marketing or investing or like some, some like the new, new kind of newer stuff from in the tech space, they have the information. There's no books yet. Even sometimes a YouTube video before like a YouTuber makes it by that time, the information is already out there. So I want to know it earlier. I'm very big on understanding like what's a new algorithm for Instagram, like what's happening you and Facebook, what new technology is coming out. And I can't wait until it, it hits like time magazine or something It's way too late by that point. Right, right. So you have to talk to more people on a consistent basis. You have to have a community. So I'm very big on that. Um, so you got to talk and we're moving away from talking to people. And then now we're, people are spending more time in leisure activities, but you actually have less time to do that, unfortunately, because you have a global competition and your job's not safe. So just think about what you're doing and always think about where society wants to take us and what's required for success. They're always diametrically opposed. That is the paradox and the mindfuck in, in, of life. So um, if everyone's doing everything and that means you have to go the exact opposite path uh, of like what it takes to be successful. And 2020 is a, is a, is a great example of that, but that's why, you know, um, we have obviously um, the contest we're running uh, through NutriFit. And one of the things we're doing, obviously, is um, we have access to the Slack group that we have at Azath. And one of the things I immediately wanted to do, um, and I've talked about before, I always want to get some of like the high performers that I know that are really into self-development. I find those customers because I talk to them. And I'm like, oh, dude, I think we should all be in a group together. I think we should. Right. Because right. you're doing yard sales, you're doing podcasts. This person has a retail store. I want everyone to talk to each other because if I look at my customers, I'm like, yeah, a lot of them. And that's why actually I started selling um, a nootropic because I knew that was the fastest way for me to find. It was such a specialty product. It's not like right. um, vitamin C. So I knew the people that buy nootropics are people who are looking for productivity and they want to get right. more shit done are biohacking. Yeah. And those people are also doing investing, digital marketing, e-com, entrepreneurship. So I knew that was the fastest way for me to connect um people who are doing cool shit with their life. And that's why we went into nootropics right away. And people always ask, when's the sports nutrition? I was like, honestly, we're probably not doing that ever. Yeah. Um, so we immediately took all those customers that we, I need you to talk. And so that's why we created the, the Slack group and what we're doing right now through NutriFit Challenge. So that's a really cool thing that 
you know, we have going on with, with the transformation that you, you're doing through NutriFit, a community, and then also giving them access to, to eBooks. Um, so people want to join, um, there's a text, uh, what's the text code again that people can join if they want to join the NutriFit challenge? Yeah, you could text transform to 29071 and you'll be prompted with the, you know, the text to join the Slack group. So you can meet us all in there. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually um, consistently adding new eBooks in there every week, every Sunday I purchase more. Uh, so that's like a big thing for me. So check it out. I know some people don't take advantage of it, but uh, please do is actually, uh, we spend a, a lot of effort, time and and money on it. And I actually reach out to some of the authors a lot of times uh, and I'm like, really? hey, um, yeah. So I, th- you'd be surprised because uh, like I reached out to Seth Godin, obviously he's a marketing genius and I reached out to right. him an email. Yeah. And he emailed me back and we, we got talking for a little bit and he's a really cool dude. And supports what we do and uh yeah you picked up brain i was like hey man i read this chapter i want to talk to you more about it he's like yeah for sure give me a call and you'd be so surprised how That's people great. right now who are um, yeah. you know doing cool things in marketing and because it's new to them so they're really excited to share it um, right. and, and that's really cool. So like talk more, uh, that's my, my big thing, uh, today. Like don't sit behind your cell phone and just text people, pick up the phone. I know it's really old school, but I'm a really big proponent. I call, um, people all the time. I was like, Hey man, what's going on? Or yeah. uh, for a while before the pandemic, I had a little thing that I would do where I don't like, I don't, I don't want to, although I'm like more introverted with my time, I realized it was like not good for my personal growth because I'm always eating like in Tupperware a lot of times for like to cook my meals. And I was right. by myself and I was just like you know, killing some time. So I watched sports or something. I was like, dude, this is a colossal waste of time. I should yeah. talk to people. So I was like, well, I'm eating anyways. I'm not working at this point. I might just eat with someone else. So I had this concept where I have one meal a day with some, some rent, like I don't, I'm not talking about a stranger, but someone who I haven't talked to in a while and right. being in Boston is great. Cause so many cool people here. So I hit up everyone on Sunday. I'm like, I make a list of like someone who I haven't reached out to or talked to in a while. So either I'll most of the time meet them in person or I haven't talked to them. I'll put them on a phone conference. I'll be like, Hey man, I want to grab a coffee and lunch. Let's, let's do it over zoom. Um, and I talk to them and I learn so much in those 45 minutes where I right. wouldn't have learned shit. So I have this concept. Don't eat alone. Uh, if you can't cool. avoid it, uh, and because you, you're going to, you know, you're going to waste that time anyway. So might as well learn something. Right. Yeah. That's, it's kind of how the Slack group is too, because there's, there's people in there that have been customers for, you know, for our store for a long time, but then there's also new people. And it's like, if we didn't have that Slack group where there was ability to communicate, I don't know if, you know, those people would essentially reach out and talk to stuff that we're talking about. So it's, it's just much more engaging. Um, and it's honestly, it's like, it's a confidence boost for people too, that, that are kind of afraid to do that. Um, so I think it's a, a really cool thing that we have going on with the transformation too. Yeah. I'm really excited. I know, um, we'll try to find ways to keep the momentum going. So if you're watching this or listening to this after the contest is over, we'll try to do some cool things, uh, or NutriFit customers as customers, we keep building a community. So after this where, um, and that's, I think the cool thing that you offer through your retail store, obviously there's supplements that you buy, but there's people who buy supplements. They probably are into self-development and right. like what's next for them and that's always my thing is like someone takes a supplement for focus and then what now i have the focus but what do i do with it i was like right. okay this is just a gateway there's way more you can you want to learn investing you want to talk to people who are doing cool shit we have a whole platform for you so that's why I was, i'm excited um you know that you know we're doing as that you're doing it with nutrifit i think that's where um you know the post-purchase aspect of like what's next after you take the supplements i think those companies are going to win that have another step now like what should you do next just buy more subs like is there anything else i can do um right. so i i think that's uh that's really cool man yeah dude i, I think we covered a really uh, good ground man and uh, i'm excited to uh 
we are going to be uh, finally releasing all of these for people listening. We are recording some of these in batches and going to be releasing these um, pretty much on every platform possible. So I'm looking forward for the feedback and yeah, people sure. can always reach out to either you or myself with questions or even if you want to yeah. come on the show, we're happy to have you on. For sure. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions or want to shoot us a DM, you can always reach me at Nutrifit CLE on all social media, um, pretty much respond, you know, 24 seven. So you can hit me up anytime. Yeah. Plus you, you, you uh, answer all your chats, right? On your, yeah, you can go to the, the website, nfsubs.com. We have a 24 seven chat icon on there. So I'll respond on there. Um, and me and Pretty are both obviously in the transformation group. You can hit us up in there anytime too. Awesome. So, uh, good takeaways and, uh, we will be back for more, my friend. Cool. Sounds good.